Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen, this is this the is one and only, the one and only unapologetic, unapologetic review. Let's go, let's go. is the unapologetic review we got the one and only dj giovanni insane in the building we're gonna talk about a lot of different things man dj giovanni what's going on welcome to the unapologetic review i'm i'm, I'm blessed to be here thank you for inviting me in on this um platform and if uh all of y'all out there want to uh you know get some great information great news go ahead and, and subscribe and uh, and hit up your notifications so y'all can get this uh this information, man. Cause uh, my boy Cash, he's doing his thing, and uh, unapologetic review. I think it's gonna be out there for a while, y'all. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Now, the first thing I want to talk about with you, man. Let's talk about this uh, Jeezy and Gucci man. Uh, you know, battle. This was this was pretty big, but at the same time, it was a lot of gems and a lot of lessons that i think people got a chance to see from what happened like what 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 did you get from it well the biggest thing i got from it man is that um you know even though it was like some barbs thrown during the middle of the other verses um it showed a little bit of maturity between jeezy and gucci that they was able to you know um i won't say completely squashed the beef that they had between each other. But, you know, to, to, to just show these young people out here, especially the young the young young dudes that's in a, in a uh, rap game now, that is more, you can resolve your your, your, your differences without, you know, gun, guns and, and, and going after each other, you know what I mean? So I, I applaud them and I give them a lot of credit for, you know, for taking a they differences and they beef to a, you know a, a platform where they could like you know just show a little bit of love to the to the game and then show these young ones um you know it's it's always a better way absolutely man i think it's important because you know you look at it and you say at the end of the day you know these are young cats that are without realizing it they're emulating what they've seen in their neighborhoods and they're also emulating what we saw when we were coming up but it's in a total different level like when we came up there was like biggie and tupac but let's be honest we weren't like having to deal with a rapper dying every week every day like it's getting out of control uh, and you know and i mean you could point fingers but you know i won't even go to, go that far as pointing fingers you know a lot of people like to go ahead and point fingers at chicago and the drill game and Stuff like that, but you know, you got situations happening in Memphis. You have situations happening in, in Miami, in Detroit, in St. Louis, and you know, different parts of California, all over the country, man. It's just that um, I think that a, a lot of it stems from, like you said, you know, just similarity and familiarity with, with where you come from. You know, you grow up and you seeing, you know, these these different things, and then you emulate those things once you. You get out into the out into the business, you know. A lot of a lot of 
I think a lot of the, the 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 biggest mistake that a lot of artists make is is being staying attached to those things. You know, once you become a big artist, man, it's time to you know move away from some things. Even make maybe even move away from the people. You know, get a get a different camp. And I know loyalty is always a a a, a thing that you know people strive for, but sometimes it can be a misnomer too. You know what I mean? Because loyalty to loyalty to death, loyalty to to you know, always somebody always coming after you, loyalty to jealousy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, listen, I I definitely think about it, and you know, a lot of a lot of talk has been going on right now with the actual situation with Gucci. You know, basically started the battle off with a clear mind, basically saying that you know, in front of the world, I'm gonna let everybody know how I feel about what. Jeezy allegedly was accused of doing. You know, he was allegedly accused of hiring somebody to uh, take Gucci Man out. Now, I'm not here to say if that is the case or not. That is between those two gentlemen. But there was an interesting part in that battle where, you know, he performed a song that was called Truth. And when he played it, you know, he performed it and he actually was taking direct shots and Jeezy stopped it. And Jeezy said, look, you've been talking about the same shit for 15 years, 20 years. And he basically said, look, we grown. I brought you here. I extended the olive branch. There are kids watching us. And he even referenced, you know, King Von and FBG Duck. A lot of these young artists that just recently were gunned down due to violence. And he basically said, look, I own real estate. We millionaires. So what are we really talking about? Are we doing it for the culture or are we going to do this once and for all and get it over with? Because at this point, the young generation is trying to, you know, emulate them, not knowing that the consequences that come with it. So I thought that was like, to me, the best part of it to see the growth, and Jeezy. Now, a lot of people saying they feel that Jeezy was right. And a lot of people are saying they could understand Gucci. And it's interesting to hear that. But, you know, I heard one person say, look, maybe Gucci never had a chance to voice out how he felt. Because let's be honest, if someone came to kill him, you know, and he's held that for 15 years, that that's something to hold too. Like, how did you feel about what Jeezy did and like how he took the high road i mean I, I i i like i said i commend i commend him i commend gucci for for you know the platform that they created you know to you know just squash some of the differences that they had and and, and understandable how gucci felt because you know if you had somebody say something to you whether it was true or not but nothing was ever you know um take into context from the person who it, it supposedly came from and they never reached out to you to say, hey, no, nah, man, you know, uh, that wasn't true, you know, and whatever. You can misconstrue things by, by you know, by not by not really knowing everything. And that, and that, and, and, and that goes to uh, these young cats, you know, because a, a lot of them, I think a lot of the, a lot of the beef that's going on, man, it's just, it's just, just a lot of misunderstanding, things, things taken out of context, text, you know, things being misconstrued instead of them being men and saying, Hey, you know, we, we all, we all getting it. And granted that the, you know, the rap game is, is always going to be connected to the streets because it came from the streets. But 
sometimes you have to be at, 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 a, at a level of maturity where you say, hey, man, we got to take this above above the streets. You know, we can we can always go back to the streets and be connected, but, you know, never forget where you came from. But at the same time, you have to be able to, to uplift yourself out of that and, and be able to go ahead and, hey, I, now I'm a businessman. So now I got to treat this like a business. Not not a not 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 a gangster or, or or somebody who just always looking for you know for the ops or somebody being that, that, that you know gunning for me or whatever. That's granted. That's that's part of the game because like I said, it's, the game is always going to be connected to the streets. But don't slip and think that ain't nobody out here you know got 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 bad seed with you just because you ain't you know you ain't done nothing to them. That that that's just the street. That's the street code. But you know what I mean? Just pull yourself away from that, man, and, and just do your music. Be you know, uh, you know, stay connected with the people that you that you that that you that you you know rose up with, and um, just remember that it's a it's a, the music business is always a business first. Man. Absolutely, man. I mean, listen, I think that what I got from it was basically this, man. I think that the battle was great. I think it's the best battle they had thus far being the fact that it was something that a lot of people have debated, you know, in the South, especially because they're considered two pioneers of that South sound. But at the end of the day, I look at it this way. I say, look, maybe this was a turning point for the younger generation in a sense that they got a chance to see two grown men at this point. They don't have to work another day in their life. They're millionaires. Like Jeezy said, it was even one point, and I thought it was interesting. Gucci was uh he was kind of making fun of, you know, the way he was dressed versus Jeezy. And he made a comment and he's like, yo, look, my outfit costs ten thousand. And Jeezy said, Well, your outfit costs ten thousand. I own half of Atlanta in real estate. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like it showed the growth and the evolution of two different men that contributed to a point that a lot of people appreciate, but it just shows growth. So I, I agree with you. I feel like at the end of the day, you know, I'm not here to tell anybody how to live their lives, but there was a lesson on full display. People got a chance to see that there is another way. It doesn't have to end up with somebody being in a body bag or another mother crying. You know, you can grow past these type of situations. So, you know, definitely shots out and salute to those two individuals for at least showing up and making an effort to, you know, be role model. You know, then going back to the statement that um, Jeezy made, you know, about the, the clothes and jewelry and the real estate and everything. And, and you know, as, I, as I've been browsing social media for the last couple of days after the battle, you know, you see a lot of people saying, oh, I did my research and, you know, Jeezy only owned two properties, but you know they 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 don't take into context that a lot of businesses also it also includes silent partners. So he doesn't have to necessarily expose, you know, what properties he owns on on, on you know at the at the county uh, where he resides. But you know, business a lot of business happens behind the scenes. You know, you have a lot of silent partners in business. So you don't necessarily, you know, take for instance Steve Jobs or or Bill Gates. Yeah, they're they're the they're the face of um of uh, Apple and uh, Microsoft respectively, but there was there were other people that was involved that helped them get where they at. You know, they were all silent partners. But guess what? They're all billionaires as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Listen, 
just because he didn't speak on it doesn't mean that he's not involved in a lot of things. And I can listen, you only one can assume I'm pretty sure Gucci makes some pretty smart moves with his uh, business and investments, especially music wise. I know he's invested in a lot of the new talent that is out the young artists. So like I said, shots out to both of those men. Now, another topic that I wanted to talk about with you was uh, something interesting happened. Uh, Wiz Khalifa was getting sued right now with Michael Strahan. Now, this is something I didn't know. Wiz Khalifa and Michael Strahan, they are part owners of a marijuana dispensary. Smoke weed every day. The crazy part of it is they had another partner, just like you were saying, you know, a silent partner. And he's suing them because he said they've made business moves that probably amassed over $20 million in gains. And he didn't get a chance to get a piece of any of it. And he felt like they were basically colluding to make sure that he wasn't involved. Now, Wiz Khalifa, everybody knows, is kind of like one of the poster people next to Snoop when it comes to cannabis. And listen, that, that that's crazy, man. That's a big business. And, you know, they legalized it in a lot of states. That was crazy, man. When I read that, I was like, wow. I was like, okay, this is really something that they put a lot of people in jail about years ago and still are in jail right now for less. But now it, but now it's legal. That's crazy. No, the, 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 the laws, you know, the laws have changed in several states. And it's kind of, you know, sad that a lot of young black and Hispanic men are locked up behind, you know, uh, you know, marijuana or other uh, drugs. But, you know, with the marijuana laws changing in several states, I think that, that, that some of those sentences need to be revisited. You know? and, and the thing about it is that, you know, going back to uh, us talking about these young cats emulate what they see, you know, Vice taking the money that you that you got now and going to buy the jewelry and the ice and all that type of stuff, find you some people that's in your circle that don't have felonies, that don't have, you know, connections to, 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 to the law and, 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 and are clean and get them to open up some of these dispensaries and stuff like that. You know, invest your money. Take your money, invest it in, and instead of saying, you know, um, we own the block, actually own the block. Right, right. Yeah, Jay-Z said it best. He said at the end of the day, uh, I forgot how the line goes. I don't like quoting lines incorrectly, but Jay-Z said it. He said, you guys are fighting and kill each other over property that you will still not own. And at the end of the day, you guys are claiming hoods that you won't even go back and invest to buy up. And 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 referencing that and expanding on that, a lot of the old heads that are in the game, reach out to these young cats, man. You know, I mean, stop saying that you know you don't like the music, you don't like the content. Okay, that's fine. Music changes over time, man. It's it's it's, it's a known fact. It's, it's happened over decades. But if you got some insight or some type of advantage that you could present to these young, these young fellas and say, Hey, look, you know, I did it this way and I made a lot of mistakes, but this is a way that you can do it and you can expand on what you already doing and, 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 you know, and, and get to a certain point where you don't have to worry about, you know, um, 
not not making money or, or, or doing shows just to make money or whatever. You can expand your horizons and take that money and invest in other areas. And then, you know, you, you, you'll be setting up, you know, legacy for, for decades for your family and the family behind them and the family behind them to go ahead and, 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 and realize generational wealth. Absolutely. You know, so the, the, the hating part that I see, you know, from generation with, with, with the gap in generation, I think that that's something that really needs to be addressed because it, it's kind of sad because I know a lot of the old heads, they had old heads before him, before them that helped them out, you know, to help them. Right. Right. Yeah, man, listen, I, I definitely agree with you. And I, like I said, it's a situation where you look at it and you're like, okay, investing for a loan game to be able to own something and be able to say it's yours and to be able to pass that network onto generations after you. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, this is the Unapologetic Review. We're going to go ahead and take a commercial break and we will be right back. You think I'm crazy, but I know I am. Losing your patience, I already have. Don't try to change me, I'm just the way I am. Don't try to save me, cause I can't be saved. I keep falling under all this pressure, falling under ever since I met you. Uh, baby, I'm not good, but you know better, better. I got all these Ladies and gentlemen, as always, the one and only unapologetic review with our special guest is still on the line with us, DJ Giovanni Insane. What's up, people? Listen, man, listen. We got to talk about this. We just got news that they have officially signed off on Joe Biden's transition team. Basically, ladies and gentlemen, there are reports coming out of Washington saying that the chief person in charge of this has signed off to make way for Joe Biden to get access and start trying, you know, transitioning into his presidency, meaning he will have access to the resources, the files, the things that are necessary to help him do his job. Now, the reason this is big is because if you've been paying attention, ladies and gentlemen, you know that his number one goal is to get 
a head start on the coronavirus. He wants to do something about that as soon as possible and to try to get us back to normalcy. You understand what I'm saying? This is very big. It's just happened. Like, how do you feel about that, DJ Giovanni? Well, the um, thing about it is, you know, um, not, um, you know, focusing on sour grapes or anything, but I think it's, 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 it's very important. And never before have I seen um, an administration not willing to help transition the, the incoming administration to help them, uh, you know, address ongoing issues and certain situations that may be, may be going on that the public may not know about, but, you know, national intelligence knows about, the president and his administration knows about, and even some congressional members that are in some some of the uh, committees, you know, like the uh, Foreign Intelligence Committee. Um, I think it's very important because not only just addressing um, the coronavirus, but addressing national security concerns, you know, because we have a growing presence, presence in Iran with them um, now, um, you know, close to possibly enriching um, uranium to build nuclear weapons. So that that's that's something that's really, really needs to be addressed now by the incoming administration, and they need to be briefed on all of these things. So holding back the transition, which is part of the ascertainment um, law that Emily Branch is under um, in the, the the GSA, right, right, um, I think that she should have not been trying to be loyal to a president, but being loyal to the Constitution and to the people, because she has to understand, and anybody else that's in that position has to understand that it's not really about a president. It's about the, the concerns of the people, the concerns of the country, the safety and, and national security of the country. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, listen, it's a good day for America when we can try to start to get back to running the country the way that we're used to seeing it run. Uh, definitely, I thought it was kind of funny, man. I was looking up something and I saw uh, in a statement the secretary of the White House that makes the press releases for the president, uh, she said basically, you know, he was dealing with a lot of resistance when it came to uh, his transition when he was dealing with Obama. The funny part about it, you know, and man, you talked about this, you know, a lot of these social platforms, they're introducing fact checks now. Yeah. And uh, they played a clip of actually what he said when Obama transitioned him to being president. And he said the opposite. He was like, oh, well, you know, Obama and Michelle have extended such gracious uh, hospitality. They've been professional. They've been a perfect role model. Basically, he gave, you know, basically he gave them credit and said it was a very enjoyable process. And the funny part about this is I was listening uh, to CNN and uh, Don Lemon was saying it. He was saying, basically, a part of his legacy will unfortunately be how he handled this loss. We're not even talking about COVID-19. COVID-19, he failed that. He got a capital F already, plus. F minus. You know, like, yeah, I can't even give the plus. F minus. He, he basically failed the job on that. He thought it wasn't serious. He knew it wasn't serious. I, I take that back because they played audio where he knew the severity of COVID-19 and he knew it was a threat. So I was laughing about that because everything has been about propaganda. I mean, even to wear a mask, if you knew a mask could save your life, 
potentially the people you love and people around you every day that you know that got turned into a political campaign all of a sudden you're losing your freedom by helping others like what did you think about the whole thing of him accusing you know saying that the transition that he went through was not favorable but then it being proven to be a lie so uh, that that's that's all false man i mean like i said this this guy doesn't whatever comes out of his mouth or is tweeted from his fingers doesn't surprise me anymore you know i it's it's expected from him now that that's just who he is that's who he always has been that's who he always will be even after um biden and um and uh, and Kamala Harris comes into office, he's still going to have that platform, you know, unless he, he faces the justice system at the federal and state level. Absolutely. And that's, that's a whole nother uh, subject. Absolutely. Um, listen. But, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Listen, listen, I agree with you completely. One of the things that uh, Black Caesar and I have always joked about, uh, you know, the day that he actually leaves the White House, <laughs> it's going to be kind of, I, I kind of imagine a bunch of people with subpoenas probably dressed up in Uber Eats. And, uh, <laughs> 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 you know, they're, 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 they're probably going to, like, hand him the uh, envelope and say, hey, are you Senor Donald Trump? And he'll probably say no. And they'll be like, yeah, this is for you. Special delivery. <laughs> Listen. Well, it's expected. Well, well, the, the public already knows that um, the New York State Attorney she's already waiting. So right, right. You know, whether whether it's going to be a civil case or a criminal case, she's already waiting. And you know, uh, you know, there's been speculation that something may come from the federal level, but we we are we all don't know that yet. Right, and, right. And internal people at the Department of Justice know that, but you know, the public public doesn't know that yet right right listen man whatever it is i tell you this i would pay the highest bid to have a chair on the front seat that day in front of the white house probably across the street so i could get a view of how this eviction is going to go i've kind of dreamed about it i've said that there'll probably be a public storage truck uh snoopy probably the two guys from men in black It'll 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 definitely be something that America needs to see. I hope they air it live on TV. I listen. I'm saying it right now. I would pay pay per view to see this eviction. <laughs> I'm wondering if, if he's if he's um, gonna have enough cojones to show up to the inauguration. Oh man, listen. I don't think. Listen, honestly, if you had a choice, I I probably wouldn't invite him. Because I got to know that he's going to get up there and he's going to probably say something like this. This uh, presidency was the mostest, the bestest, historic. It's never been seen before. Yeah, I wouldn't even, I, I would have to cut his mic off. Oh, that's his MO. Everything got to be the biggest, the tallest, the fastest, the greatest. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, let's talk about this, man. Last night, Monday night football. First of all, that was a crazy game. Um, the Rams stepped out and they took down Captain Planet, aka Tom Brady. And you know, shout out to my sister and and, and her uh, allegiance to Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, last night 
it was crazy because a lot of things happened. There was offense all night long. There was some defense that was really good on both sides of the ball. And both these teams put on a show uh, for America. Um, listen, at the end of the day, last night, there was something historic, and it probably isn't getting attention that it deserves. Last night, there was the first all-black referee crew for an NFL game. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, shots out to those gentlemen. Historic. Man, listen, when I saw this, I saw Magic Johnson. Uh, he tweeted out, he never thought that he lived to see the day that something that historic would ever happen. And this is so big on so many levels because it's no stranger. It's no secret. This year, 2020, so much has had to do with racism in America. A lot of, th a lot of things that we are been fighting for. And it's not that we want, you know, as, as black men, it's not that people want you to hand them a chance. It's basically, we've been fighting for the same equal opportunities that everybody else has, man. What did you think about that last night by the NFL doing something this big? I think it was historic, man. Um, I would like to see more, uh, more blacks um, in in management and and ownership. You know, I mean, but it's a step. You know, tiny steps equate to to eventual big steps, but we got to keep pushing for it. And, and it's not just the NFL; it's just a, it's the entire country, man. I mean, when you're in a situation where you have states and state um politicians willing to disenfranchise black and hispanic voters from the process of voting and casting legal votes it says something about the country absolutely you had seven million people vote for donald trump what does that really say are you are you are you attaching yourself to his racism to his misogyny to his bigotry to his narcissism is, is, is that what you're saying? I mean, because what more can it be? I mean, I mean, I agree. I, I think we're at a point in America right now where uh, the next five to ten years, a lot of the things that we've kind of seen happen behind the scenes that we're so used to seeing, they're so far out in front now. There's no more hiding yeah. it. You know, there's no more... This was the, you know. And that's the one thing I can say about Donald Trump, that he did help expose a lot of these people. Right, right, right. A lot of, a lot of it has always been there. So Donald Trump is not the, 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 the person who's responsible for this stuff. He's just a symptom of racism that has been there for, for decade after decade after decade. And as a matter of fact, it, it won't ever be eradicated. So. I hope people don't fool themselves into thinking that, you know, by bringing uh, President, uh, 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 the incoming administration, and even with all of the, the things that they plan on doing, I, I hope that people don't fool themselves into believing that that's going to actually eradicate racism. Racism is something that this country was founded on. So you can't expect hearts souls and minds to change um when 
these things that have been going on generation after generation after generation. The only way that we can that we can do um, something against it to combat it is to keep showing up by by engaging the um, the voting process, getting involved as, at, at the at the state and the local level, and slowly changing things that you know at at, at, at the policing authorities at the at the um, state legislatures, the the, um, the the city councils, and and the Congress, because you know I, I heard so many people saying um, during Obama's administration he didn't do nothing for us, but what they fail to realize is the president has very limited power. He needs a Congress and a Senate that helps him push his agenda and his platform forward. So Obama didn't have a, a Congress that supported him for six years of his administration. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, listen, this is a historic time in the history of the world, because right now we're getting to that point where we're seeing, you know, the things that Martin Luther King fought for, the things that Malcolm X fought for, the things that John Lewis marched for. You know, at the end of the day, we're seeing the fruits of their labor start to come to pass. And the one thing about it that I think we do in our community which is something that I think we're getting a little bit better in is, you know, sometimes we get comfortable just because we're not talking about it. We don't continue to push. And I think 2020 taught us a lesson that once you get something started, you got to see it through. And at the end of the day, that's what we're doing right now. So definitely shots out to the NFL for making that happen. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, this is the Unapologetic Review. We're going to go ahead and take a commercial break, and we will be right back. This is the Unapologetic Review. I'm still here with my special guest, DJ Giovanni Insane. Listen, so, we got we got Mike Tyson 
versus Roy Jones coming up, man. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their cloth. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Let's talk about this. Who do you got, and how do you feel about it? I mean, do we really need to guess? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, I like Roy Jones, but he should have stayed in the analyst box. I mean, come on. <laughs> Mike looked like he's ready to kill to kill bulls, elephants, and dinosaurs. Lions, tire, tigers, and bears. <laughs> Listen, man, I've been looking at those workout videos of Mike. Oh, man, come on, man. And I got to say this, man. I feel, I, I've been saying my prayers for Roy Jones since they, <laughs> since they announced this fight. <laughs> like, I've been looking at. Shouts out to Roy Jones and his people. <laughs> hey, man, shouts out to the, you know, Roy Jones. Definitely a legend, but let me just say this, man. There are times in life. I know you remember when you're coming up, your parents would tell you sometimes it's just best to walk away. This is one of those times where if I'm in Roy Jones corner, I'm probably talking to him every day this week. Like, look, you really don't have to do this, man. Nah, you don't have to do this, <laughs> Let it go, man. Go back to the analyst box. I loved you in the analyst box, man. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I'm going to watch it. I can't lie. I, I already know the outcome. I think 90% of America is pretty much predicting the outcome. I was surprised that they actually were able to pull this match off. I'm still waiting for them to say that it's going to be canceled because of uh, some unforeseen reasons. Because, I mean, let's be honest, pound for pound. <laughs> pound for, anything. Yeah, anything. Pound for pound. Listen, I don't see Roy Jones wanting that work for Mike Tyson. No. I, I don't see it like Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson in his older prime right now still looks as dangerous as he did at his younger prime. And, and you got to understand Mike, Mike fights with aggression, man, but it, it, it ain't no, it is no strategy. It is it, no finesse. It just boom, 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 pop, pop. <laughs> and was, it's over. I've been looking at his uh, show, the hot box, couple of his episodes, very great podcast. Shots out to him. Definitely. Uh, for doing his thing, but his whole moniker, man, you know, it's just something about Mike that lets you know uh, you probably showed up to defend your honor, but when you get there and you see who you're up against, you 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 don't want any smoke at that point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there ain't really nothing for Roy Jones to prove. Mike Mike has has a lot to prove because of how his career went went down the last few years of his um career. Absolutely. You know, so, so Mike is coming out. He 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 trying to prove something. I don't know what Roy Jones' motivation <laughs> is, man. Listen, the one thing that I'm hoping that does not happen, I know that there will be a crash cart and probably standby ambulance paramedics <laughs> on the sidelines of this fight, being that both these gentlemen are of older age. The one thing I don't want to see, and I was thinking about this, and they brought up a good point. Um, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. So, nah, nobody. Nah. so so at the end of the day, whoever the referee is, I'm pretty sure there have been talks all week long. Like, 
if it ever gets to a point where they feel like they need to stop this match, please stop it. You're right. We don't want to see. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we don't want to see a homicide on pay per view live on TV. Please. <laughs> you know. But hey, listen. Definitely appreciate you for coming by and being the surprise guest of the day. Man, DJ Giovanni, let the people know where they can follow you and definitely let them know, you know, how you feel about the day. Follow me on Instagram at DJ Giovanni Insane. Uh, same thing um, on on Twitter. And, um, you know, I appreciate being here, man. You know, and like I said, hit the subscribe button and the notifications, man, and get on this train ride on an unapologetic view because uh, they doing some things, you know, they growing and uh, we need y'all support. And, um, you know, uh, I I like to see y'all just, um, you know, support this platform so it can grow and um, prosper. Absolutely, man. Definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another great episode of the unapologetic review. And as always, we're out just like that. Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen, this is this the is one and only, one and only unapologetic, unapologetic review. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I don't mind if you don't listen that much. Some of y'all don't listen that